Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from California in the U.S., and I am currently located in beautiful Wuhan, China. Today with me is Bebe. Yes. Hi, Jason. Hi, dear listeners. Hi. This is Bebe from Beijing. It's a very sunny day, very bright. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Today we are going to be talking about weddings and banquets, mm-hmm. but you know, not just in China. I want to talk about the U.S. Mm. a lot too, a lot, because there's so much to talk about weddings in the U.S. Yeah, what made you think of this topic? Anybody getting married that you know? We were talking about drinking, and I, mm. in a previous episode, we were talking about drinking, and I wanted to talk a little bit about weddings because there's a lot of the etiquette, you know, is expected because it's a formal function. So I thought, hey, this is a great mm-hmm. like view to use to talk about like formal drinking. Okay, formal drinking. Yes. Well, there are certain things uh, <laughs> etiquette that you follow. Uh, before we get into all the details, can I just have a little bit of a report mm-hmm. on the market side of the things? <laughs> yeah, I'm go for it. Absolutely. Like, Take us away. I'm into this. So I looked it up. In 2021, the market size of the wedding industry in China was forecasted to amount to 1.7 trillion yuan. I don't know how many zeros there are in this. Uh, if you divide that by mm. roughly 6.5 or by 7, you get the dollar amount. It sounds like a lot of money. So it's a slight increase from 1.41 trillion yuan in 2020. That was last year. Well, maybe last year it was a little bit low because of the uh, COVID-19 mm. pandemic, but things have bounded, you know, back to normal. So it seems like a huge industry. Anybody with loads of money, you don't know, you know, what to do with. This could also be a good investment. Okay, the end of report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I could be one of the hosts and make you know if this is a lot of money i'm gonna open my own oh oh wait wait i'm from the west yes, couldn't i open that uh, is. you know after we talk about how the chinese wedding has evolved a little bit i'm gonna come back around to how i'm gonna open my own business all right so but first i wanted to as a wedding host well i'm not just a host i could i could facilitate you know a western style mm. because i'm a western person i mm-hmm. could like you know get the the look of the church with the little rows of wooden seats and stuff <laughs> but instead at the end i'll be there and i'll be elvis I'll be like, hey, hey. anyways, I wanted to start with Vegas and Reno. A lot of people. What's Reno? I know Vegas. What is Reno? Reno is like the the smaller, less expensive Vegas. So it's still Nevada, but it's like just the edge of Nevada before you cross over into California. And a lot of people who can't afford to go to Vegas, they go to Reno. So firstly, you have the Vegas wedding. Hmm. So you can get like all kinds of different weddings. I'm sure some of them look like a church and some of them are with Elvis. So, you know, you can Mm -hmm. get married and Elvis can be all shook up. Oh, do you? You know, so like, but a lot of people will get married in Vegas and then they can get a drive through divorce in Vegas. So it's like, I know, I know. Welcome to literally, I think they call themselves Sin City. So, yeah, there are all kinds of 
weird things going on there. So, a well, quick question. I know about Vega's weddings. I think that's like where hmm. Britney hmm. Spears got married. But my understanding <laughs> is that these are not real. Like, it's kind of like what you do when you're drunk. Oh, no, they're real. It's real? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But you, you can, you will be married at the end of it legally. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was just like, you know, a fun thing to do. You can get a fake wedding or something. It's real. All right. Well, the thing is, different states in the U.S. have different laws. This is not a federal law thing about like how you get divorced and how you get married. So some people get married and, mm. and there are even movies about it. There's a new movie with Ashton Kutcher where he gets married and like he and anyways, I'm not going to spoil the story for you. But, um, you know, people do get <laughs> married and then they wake up and they're sober again, I guess. And they're like, oh, no, oh my gosh, I'm married. How did this happen? Well, mm -hmm. you can also do this in Reno. So I bring up Reno because I have friends and relatives who actually got married in Reno. And so, so was that planned? Or was it an accident or like a moment of, you know, how does it work? It was planned. It, it was planned. But it's, you know, it's an affordable way to get married. Because, okay, say you are a Catholic or something. You go to a church. You ask for the church. You have to rent the church. You have to be a member of that church. You have to be baptized or whatever in that church. Mm. Getting in a real church or whatever is really a huge deal. Mm. Or if you want to rent a facility that's a huge, like you're not in Vegas. You're like, you're in... Uh, Wyoming or you're in Florida or you're in California or wherever mm. and you want to rent a facility that looks like a, a big church. It's not a church mm -hmm. and it just looks like a big one or you want to rent a church from someone else. It can cost an enormous amount of money. So yeah. people go to Vegas, people go, mm -hmm. people go to Reno or people increasingly they have them outside mm -hmm. like on the beach mm -hmm. or in a public park, which you have to get permits and stuff. Mm. And then there's also going to what is it? Going to City Hall, where you actually just get on a list right. and you get an appointment and you go get married. Wait, yeah, you all have to go to the City Hall, right, to get the certificate. And then the wedding is a separate thing. No, see, that's a different thing. In America, you can get the certificate and sign them at the place you're getting married. So you can mm -hmm. go do it in the church. You can sign it at as part of the ceremony before or after the ceremony oh. and stuff. <laughs> In China, mm -hmm. I'm going to go real quickly because I got married in China and mm -hmm. we went down to like, it's like a, uh, people say the term police station, but it's not a police station. It's like a mm -hmm. district, you know, official business registration, registration yeah. hall where they don't just do, where we, where we mm -hmm. went, they didn't just do marriages. They did other things. And we had to bring pictures of ourselves and we signed <laughs> all this paperwork right. and they gave us these red books, which everyone gets. I'm sure you have one. Yeah. A little booklet. And we, yeah. we got a booklet. The police got a booklet and my wife got a booklet and mine says his. And my her wife says hers in Chinese. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. now we have proof that we're married and whatever. It says the date and everything. And there's a big clock there. Right. And what we did afterwards mm -hmm. in this is a, a Yantai Shandong thing. This is the, the city she's in. We took this heart lock uh -huh. and we went to this place where there are thousands and thousands of locks locked to the side of this <laughs> gate by the beach. And we locked our lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> 
locked our lock. <laughs> so we locked our hearts around this thing and then we're married. Yeah. So, you know, that's a separate thing from Chinese wedding, the Chinese wedding. I'm sure you know this. A lot of people get these red books years before they have a ceremony. Uh, right. Yeah. It, sometimes it's like that because the ceremony, I mean, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. And I can go into like, you know, I, I can find pages of uh, documents about the etiquettes and all that. Mine was like a most these days, most couples have a cross of mm -hmm. Western and Eastern traditions when it comes to their weddings. Like nowadays, traditionally, traditionally, the brides will wear mm -hmm. like a dress that's mm -hmm. like red, you know, bright red. That's uh, the color, the, uh, an auspicious color in Chinese culture. It's not only pretty and symbolizes like you know prosperity and all that mm -hmm. but also it's like red enough to drive away evil spirits um <laughs> like in chinese new year and all that before we get to the wedding hall let's slow down sure. when you're when your husband to be uh, mm. wanted to marry you were you inside your parents home on a bed surrounded by your girlfriends let's let's talk about that because a lot of our american friends people don't know and i see this on wechat all the time firstly people told me about it and then i see it on wechat so the bride to be it sits on like petals or like a big, beautiful blanket. And she's surrounded by all of her girlfriends and they're all dressed up beautifully. And she's dressed in red right. and she's, you know, ornate makeup, everything. And then the, the groom will right. show up to the front door of the house and he has to knock on the door with his, with his guy friends and they're all dressed up and they have to either sweet talk mm -hmm. or bribe their way into the house, or they have to like pass tests. <laughs> so they have to answer questions about the bride and things. <laughs> right. Once they get into the house, then Sometimes right. there's a tea ceremony or maybe that comes later. Mm -hmm. Then they have to like fight their way down the hallway. Like there'll be different girlfriends like on post. OK, you have to answer this question about her or you have to give me a bribe. So they have to give red envelopes and stuff until they finally get to the door. And then they have to beg yes. to come into the room. The, all the mm -hmm. groomsmen and the groom. They have to beg to come in the room by answering questions and giving bribes and like and like passing tests and things until they finally get into the room. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, the groom is allowed to, I'm not sure, like kidnap the girl. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, that's called like picking up the bride. OK, so I have uh, I actually have mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. on that. In the morning of the wedding day, the groom will go to the bride's home. Um, to escort her back to the wedding. So usually he would have like a line of cars. And usually they get like fancy, nice cars for that. And with like huge red uh, bow ties on the cars um, or fresh flowers. And you will notice they are different from normal cars. They will. It's obvious that it's like a wedding procession, mm -hmm. usually on the way to get the bride. So um, and first of all, the groom has to, quote unquote, break into the door. The door is not just like thrown wide open. Say, oh, come in and get your bride. Not like that. OK. The process has to be made difficult. Mm. Sometimes, as you mentioned, there will be uh, bridesmaids guarding the door. And I've seen cases on the news. Uh, people, they come up with all kinds of fun <laughs> tricks. Like I've seen key the key to the to the door uh, frozen into a ice block. <laughs> so <laughs> to get the key to open the door, the groom has to like literally melt the ice block to get the key. <laughs> and recently, I saw another one. This must be the like the wedding of some crazy nerds. Um, like bridesmaid guard at the door, holding a like a test booklet. Let's say. <laughs> The LCAT or something. What's that? Like SIT yeah. or so something much harder than that. And 
and the groom is supposed to answer a series of questions <laughs> to make sure maybe they're postdocs, <laughs> who knows, getting married. So you need to first get to the door. Um, the, the test could be, you know, intelligent intelligent tests or physical whatever um and then the groom must hand out prepared red pockets now by red pockets we mean just cash cash put in a red paper envelope yeah. to the friends and especially uh the bridesmaid and then when um the in the meantime the bride dressed all in this like traditional red chinese costume awaits without shoes on yes, yes do you know yes. about that the shoes part like they're supposed to wear red usually high heels like so shoes or something so the groom let's say the groom goes inside he must first find the hidden shoes and then help to put the shoes on and people get creative when it comes to where to hide those shoes and i've read in the news that some people they like you know they hid it in the pillows <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere you know in the closets everywhere it's supposed to be a fun time hmm. so after they get the shoes after the groom passes all of these tests he passes the bouquet of flowers to the bride and uh, only after the groom has found out the shoes and put them on then he literally you know carries her out of her room and to all the way to the the car mm. and in which you know i have a question sure. is, is it at the wedding or is it the house because i understand the groom and the bride are supposed to serve tea to mom and dad where right. when does this happen um for my wedding is this at, at the wedding it was at the wedding at the wedding so uh. yeah so that would be like you know the chinese part of the wedding. Mine was like a mixture of Western and Chinese style. Some people, they do it. Like for my cousin, I think they did that in-house while he was picking her up. So basically, they call it uh, the tea ceremony. And it's the main theme is to pay respect mm. to the parents of the bride. So my cousin, my aunt and uncle, I think they were sitting on the sofa and um, my cousin and her husband-to-be, they, they were literally kneeling on the floor in front of my aunt and uncle and they have to like kowtow uh, three times mm -hmm. to show their respect. I mean, put your, put their head on, on the floor, right. touch their head to the floor. Yeah, it seems pretty extreme probably to westernize, but in China, it's a very, <laughs> uh, it's, it's part of traditional culture and uh, it's very normal for younger generation to show respect that way on say the seniors' birthdays or New Year uh, Eve when the seniors hand out red envelopes and all that. So anyhow, and then afterwards, you know, someone else will carry over two cups of tea. And then the groom is supposed to uh, offer the tea to uh, his mom and dad-in-laws, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then to say thank you and things like that. And then, you know, the, the mom and dad of the bride will drink a sip of the tea, put it down, and then give him a red envelope. Usually these are like thick ones. They're like, you know, a stack of cash inside. Mm, mm. It's just uh, like a little segment of the ceremony to show respect. Kind of the groom telling the parents that, okay, now I'm going to take your daughter home. Sorry. And I'll take care of her. <laughs> I promise I'll take care of her. So is this thing. kind of this stack of cash? Is this like a dowry? I um well see I my wedding never involved any of that, but I do have information on that. There is the bride prices and dowries, and so the groom to be should send the bride price to the groom to be's family before the wedding. Mm -hmm. huh. And then the bride price may vary in different regions. Here I have an example. In Guangdong, you can set like, you know, other things plus cash gifts. 
And after receiving the bride price, the bride to be will send the return gift, which is the dowries. So it seems to me that yeah, like yeah. they're cross giving, like they're giving each other money. So I don't really get the point. I guess my impression is the guy's family is supposed to offer some kind of、um, cash gift for the bride's family,、mm. and I think the tradition is still popular in, let's say, country in the countryside,、mm-hmm. but not so much in the cities because young、mm. couples are a lot more. Uh, independent, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. they probably think, you know, what, what, what's the point of of this? It's, I guess, not really the nicer part of the traditions. <laughs> I mean, I consider. <laughs>、um, so we didn't have have that. I went、right? to a few Chinese weddings because I've lived here quite a while, and some one thing I noticed is that the people who were invited to the wedding also provide red envelopes. I was in Beijing. Oh yes, yes. I put, I think, because I was. You, you remember our friend Morris? Morris gave me advice on how much to put.、Mm. I think we put 888、mm. RMB into an envelope, and that's what we gave、nice. to the the, nice, the nice. couple. Actually, they didn't even receive it when we got there. There was like a a check in place with four or five ladies sitting there,、mm. and we gave it to them and、right. then signed our name that we had arrived. Right. So we gave the、right. money to these ladies. Presumably, the money made it back to the bride or groom's family or something. It will. But then we、yes. just went. Everything will be recorded. So what I heard was basically that people who have a wedding. Make a little bit of money、mm-hmm. because, like they, the cost of putting on a wedding is not cheap in in America or in China. So it costs、mm-hmm. quite a bit. Having the huge banquet and、mm-hmm. all of the alcohol and the food and all the clothing and like the renting the,、right. the the space and all of that stuff. And so people bring money、mm-hmm. and it, it pays for the wedding and it also、mm. gives a little bit of like starter cash to the new couple or something. I think for my wedding it came out roughly even. I didn't really calculate it that carefully.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we. We spend a lot for the wedding. I mean, for a, a small family, but relatives and friends, you know, they all、uh, brought over these red envelopes,、uh, and somehow it just happened to be to even things out. Because I think at that time, well, that was like ten years ago. A lot of my coworkers they gave somewhere around like it's it come out to be a nice number, nine hundred and ninety nine. Like my cousin gave me nine hundred and ninety nine. So. Nine、uh, sounds like jiu、mm. in Chinese, which sounds the same as long lasting. So basically,、mm-hmm. like my my cousin, she gave me like nine hundred and ninety nine point nine nine. She had to go to the bank to、wow. get like these smaller notes. <laughs> so there are a lot of like nines in the number. Yeah, and、um, also it's common to give like six hundred and sixty six. Something like a six is a lucky number. And what you gave was very nice, eight hundred eighty-eight. The sound of eight is ba, which in Cantonese sounds like、uh, fa, which means you know good fortune with money, like you got loads of money. So it's a good wish. What I was told is is just whatever you do, don't give fours. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Because which four sounds like death? Is that right? right? Exactly. So that's a number to be avoided at all times. Like if you want. Uh, if you want your bike to be safe, or if you don't want your bike to get slow, stolen, just get a license plate with all fours on it. Nobody will touch it. Ooh, that's <laughs> fantastic! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I know that in the states,、um, the couple will have a wedding registry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then、yeah. they will upload like the gifts they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.、Um, in China, it's a little different. People don't give as many gifts.、Mm-hmm, Relatives、mm-hmm. will do because they know like what the couples need. Yeah, but. For other people, it's hard to tell、uh, what the couple actually needs,、mm. and you don't want too much useless stuff, right, in the house.、Mm-hmm. So it's just so convenient to be, you know, to just give cash,、yeah. and the couples can can use that.
a lot of weddings can be really expensive. So that's part of why like giving a, a nice gift is important. Mm. So couples will, like you said, they'll have a registry and it can be online mm. now where so like you just go to a website and you can pick one of these 50 kind mm. of things that the couple said they might need. And so you might be buying them like candlesticks mm. or like, I don't know, a new new appliances for their Microwave. kitchen or yeah, exactly. <laughs> All yeah. kinds of things that they might want. Some other couples won't actually do the registering exactly what they want thing mm -hmm. what they will do is just say we want something from sears oh. and so like i don't know if even sears even exists anymore actually <laughs> or chasey penny uh -huh. or whatever and you, you go to the catalog and you order from there and some couples will not say anything especially the more the wealthier couples will not say what they, they don't need anything no but they will still expect <laughs> you to gift but they don't tell you what they want uh. so in these cases you, you're just expected to i guess spend according to what you have or whatever and then provide some kind of a gift and mm. actually the at the wet western weddings you get these gifts upon arrival so when you walk in you get a little gift mm. bag and inside the gift bag everything is labeled about the wedding so you get like a little note mm. that invites you and mm -hmm. maybe some candies and like maybe some perfume or chaps lipstick chapstick any mm. kind of little small little kind of gift bag that you get for mm. arriving and being at the wedding oh yeah we but increasingly mm -hmm. yeah 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 but increasingly mm. now a lot of couples are doing really unique weddings because it is the 21st century and people mm. are moving away from that and there's very few people with enough money to have a huge movie wedding anymore so mm. one of the weddings that i went to in the states about 10 years ago was a potluck wedding now a lot of people in america oh. are like oh my ears hurt but a lot of other people are <laughs> like yeah yeah that makes sense so what that means is the the, mm -hmm. the couple provided the cake so they spent a mm. lot of money and they got this really big, beautiful three-tier wedding mm. cake that is absolutely gorgeous mm -hmm. that tasted like the most sugary thing you've ever had. <laughs> they put Starbucks to shame. But then like all of the guests brought food. Mm. So they they set up like a soup kitchen style like what? serving area <laughs> and everyone there. <laughs> like I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. So people served food for all of the guests and like there was some, right. you know, older people that did most of the serving. And then like, you mm. know, people had lasagna and all these other things that they brought themselves so this helped the mm -hmm. couple not spend <laughs> so much money mm -hmm. and i think that you know these people were probably uh, at church or something so they were all really well well knew each other really well mm -hmm. mm. but like a lot of people are trying to do like cost saving style weddings which is why i started out with like reno because a lot of people californians now mm -hmm. reno is a lot closer than vegas and it's a lot cheaper than vegas they will just drive up to reno mm. with their relatives and have a wedding there mm. well you know I've been married for 10 years. Mm. And sometimes I think about, is it worth it to spend that much money on the wedding? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, sometimes I think yes, because it's a, I think the most important thing is a way to tell your relatives and friends mm. that, hey, this thing has, this major thing has happened in my life. Mm. And it's just a nice way of telling them. Um, it doesn't make marriage any less, like any less hard. <laughs> but it's, it, it can literally be the happiest day of your life. Mm. And... <laughs> Things might just go downhill um, from that day on, but still, it's a uh, it's something nice to think, you know, to kind of um, reminiscence about yeah, and a yeah, lot of good memories. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say that you reminded me that at major events such as weddings and other things in China, there is a return gift. There's usually mm -hmm. a package uh, of you know small things, um, but small but nice, you know, thoughtful gifts mm -hmm. um, for your guests for them to take home, like a 
remember in the countryside, it could be something very practical, like nice towels and blankets, wow. <laughs> like paper, whatever, or soap and things like in the countryside. Mm, in the mm. city, that would be like weird. <laughs> um, uh, like you can think of some fancy nice candles or fancy soap and things like that to, so that your guests have something nice to take home. Mm. But can I just say a little bit about potluck wedding or dinner? Sure, sure. Um, the idea of not even weddings, the idea of a potluck dinner for the older generation, like more traditional Chinese uh, people, it's kind of odd. It's like, I'm inviting you over for dinner, but why don't you bring the food? Mm. And, and like in, <laughs> in Chinese culture, that's like, huh? <laughs> especially for a wedding, because um, in especially in the countryside, uh, you know, when people go to these major events, that's, you know, the whole village knows. Mm. They go for the banquets, right? For the festivity, for the mm. fun. Mm. And it would be really odd if they have to, you know, roll up their sleeves and cook and then bring that to the wedding. <laughs> but usually in the countryside, they would hire a cook. There are cooks that, you know, take care of such things. They will work. They probably will arrive the day before start preparing and then on the day of the wedding there will be like you know 20 tables or even more mm. and every table has the same food mm -hmm. um and all your relatives and villagers and you know distant people you know from the family they'll come over it's a very good time to reunite like for my wedding it was literally the last time that my aunts and uncles all came together before my grandmother passed away. So even though it was a lot of hassle, some of them live in the countryside and they, you know, they have motion sickness and all that, but still mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they made it. And, um, and my grandmother was there too. She was already, I think, in her 90s, 91, I think. And then it turned out uh, she passed away uh, a few months later. So it turned out that it was the last gathering where she saw all of her kids. Mm. And so I think that was a very meaningful thing mm -hmm, to do, mm -hmm. even more than the fact that it was my wedding. So in, in that way, I think it was a very, very, very special time. You know, for what other reason can she get her, all her kids together? She has mm -hmm, six kids, you know, yeah. spread all over the place. Some in the States, some in rural China, some in the cities. Um, and it was also, you know, the first time that my uncle, one of my uncles, he doesn't like, you know, formal dresses and all that. Mm. But for my wedding, he actually went to a tailor. Mm. And I think he spent like thousands of RMB for a brand new tailor made suit. Mm. <laughs> that, you know, in all his 60 years of life, he never wore anything so formal. So that was, you know, something special, very, nice very special, something nice to think about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about one of the Chinese weddings I went to. I went to a Chinese wedding mm. in a, a town in, in Shandong that was not too far from Yantai. I don't remember the name. It's not way high, but it's another smaller town. Mm -hmm. And we went there. And like you said, all the food was served at the tables was the same. But what I noticed at this time, and this was years ago, this is before the government started say, telling people not to waste as much food. They served all this food. And we were like, wow, this is a lot of food. So we start to eat. Right. And then they start taking away the food before we finish it. Mm. Like and serving more food and then serving more food and then taking that food away and serving more. There was so much. It was wow. enough food to feed the party that was there yeah. like three or four times over. And you know what? There was another thing that. Yeah, it's well, bad. I mean, I didn't mind that so much. I thought it was a little opulent. But, you know, what I did. <laughs> right. I found weird was towards the end of the total ceremony, which we should talk about a little bit later, was that mm. it was we were like starting to wind down the ceremony mm -hmm. and people from outside started 
coming in and taking the food. What? So it was That's people odd. who were who were not. I, yeah, I thought this was a little peculiar, but people who were not guests started coming in to the ceremony and started taking away and packing the food away. And I thought, what's going? Are they? Yeah, they were. They were. They, yeah. I, uh, do they work for the restaurant? No, I think that they were just random people, and the, no one had like the. Really? Uh, I, I, I guess the wherewithal, or I don't know what the right word is to just be like, no, you can't do this. So that mm. people also just didn't seem to care. People were just mm. like, whatever, you know, we're not going to eat this. So there were these like, <laughs> there was a big, there was a big 50 people there all right. together, maybe right, at this right. wedding. But then there were like four or five or six people from outside that's just started coming in and packing mm. food away. People just looked the other way about it. And I thought, you know, maybe these people are really needy. So, you know, that's a little weird. I have to I'm, say. I'm definitely not going to, I'm the one foreigner here at the wedding. I'm certainly not going to be the one that's like, put that down, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, good, good for you, good for you. <laughs> but in a way, it's a good thing because all this food, you know, there. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be wasted. Right, yeah. But I have to say that's very unusual. Mm. Now, what is more common, though, especially in the countryside, um, because for these banquets, they're as you said, opulent. They want mm -hmm. layers and layers of dishes, like all kinds of meat, fish, yeah, ducks, yeah, they're, whatever, yes, you know, yes. desserts. Sometimes the guests will bring something like plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> Or some other containers hmm. to take the leftovers home. Now, usually these are villagers that have known each other for a long time, not strangers, because you don't really want to take, you know, strangers saliva home, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but it's a way of uh, preserving. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm happy that nowadays people have calmed down a little bit about mm. the amount of food that's supposed to be served at these major events, mm. uh, because it's very, very, very wasteful. But in China, um, like even when it's just a home gathering, you always want a little extra food. Mm, like mm. if at the end of the gathering, all your plates are clean, that's a signal that you didn't prepare enough. Mm, mm, now, you don't want whole plates left untouched, but you want a little bit of something left yeah. on each plate. Maybe one or two clean plates that, you know, popular dishes. And that's mm -hmm. also a compliment. But you definitely want a little more than enough. Mm -hmm. um, at least in the Chinese culture, you, you don't have to rush to finish your your own plate of food because then more will be piled on, mm -hmm. <laughs> as you probably have noticed. But it's supposed to be really festive time. talk a little bit about and you probably can shed more light on this than I can because I've only been to a couple of weddings here in China mm -hmm. but 
the wedding in China is kind of like a mix. So at some point I saw that the bride, who's really the main part of the show, it's like what she's wearing and stuff. Mm. She was wearing one dress that's red. And then she went away mm. and she came back and she was dressed mm -hmm. in a white dress. And it was like a right. West, you know, big with the big veil and like the big poofy, mm. like, yeah. So like it was very Western wedding looking. Gown. Yeah. And, th and then they had like yeah. a ceremony of sorts. I'm not sure because it was all in Chinese. I didn't really understand. The tea offer? ceremony well there was that yeah, but there probably. was also in like in the west they have like a priest or maybe someone who is pretending to be a priest i'm not sure just someone who to ordain the mm -hmm. wedding in the chinese weddings i went to there was mm -hmm. i would describe him as a host because it seemed like a tv show because he was like making oh, people right. do things yeah. like he made some of the grooms and come up and sing a song and then he made the gr the groom drink some <laughs> he had to <laughs> drink a beer arranged. in a fast amount of time yeah. and or something and so there's all these like these these like oh. Oh, gee. <laughs> like things that they had to do and the host the host was very much like creative da, 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 while he was holding a microphone it's yeah and so it seemed like He's it wasn't it was a show yeah. and so I thought that was really interesting it was very much like a, sh a show mm -hmm. with an audience and sometimes people were called up from the audience to do various things right. and the most of the show part happened while the bride was away changing dresses ah uh, to fill the time I guess yeah so the uh, Maybe, host yeah. yeah it's a he or she would be an MC of sorts. Uh, usually it's a he. And uh, it's a nice uh, side profession for people. They make a decent amount of money and they run the show, basically. Mm. You know, they get just like any major event. There are all these, uh, you know, procedures one after another. He just kind of follows all that. And there are parts where people will sing or there are parts where the bride or the groom or the parents, uh, the in-laws, usually they give a little speech. I think same as the wedding, right? Kind mm -hmm. of the wedding toast. Exactly. Yeah, this wedding toast. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. So, but the thing about weddings these days in China is that it's usually a mixture of the two. And to be honest, I uh, I am personally surprised. Uh, the bride, dre like the wedding dress, the white, beautiful wedding, wedding dress um, has, be has become so popular because, you mm. know, traditionally major events in the villages, there are only two kinds, right? Mm. We call them the red one. And the white one. And you can probably uh, guess which is which. Yes. So, the funeral. Right, that's the mm. white one. And the red one is... And the white is the symbol of death. Exactly. Um, so in the village, you know, back in the days, the bride uh, is like, you know, fr from top to, to bottom, from head to, to toe, it's just covered in red. And that's the auspicious color. Hmm. So um, I'm actually a little surprised that I don't know when, since when, but weddings nowadays, all the brides come out in their wedding gowns, their beautiful wedding gowns. But usually... Uh, in the middle of the wedding or some for certain parts, like I changed into a red qi pao. Mm, mm -hmm. So that's the, you know, the, what do you call that? Into, it's a very tight traditional Chinese dress. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. mine doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Usually yeah. tailor-made, um, shows your curves and all that. I changed into that for the tea ceremony. So where we brought the tea to our own parents and also our in-laws, that's when... It's not just offering tea and receiving a red envelope, thick red envelope. It's also when you change the titles. So that's... Um, the uh, so the tea ceremony is the official actual wedding part. That's the marriage part. It's Well, it's part of the wedding. I think they're all like different hmm. parts. But this one is important because it's when you are offering the tea that you call your mother-in-law mom for the first time. Hmm. So... 
um, I don't know about your family, but in China in general, like you never call elders by their names. I know that in American culture, sometimes you can call your parents by their first names or your parents-in-law, mom or dad-in-law by their first names. I would never call my mom by her given name. Like here, people just like <laughs> it would. It would be so <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. right? It would be weird for you, right? But I know like from watching these TV shows hmm. from the States, it seems like some people, they do that. Um, So uh, during the tea ceremony, you offer the tea, let's say, to your wife's mom. And that's when you gai call, that you start calling her, you start calling her mom mother but hmm, so before hmm. that what's guy what's guy guy, guy mean? to change change mouth Co is like mouth change mouth it's change the way you speak uh, so because before the wedding you probably call her by auntie right auntie so-and-so wow. and then at the wedding when you offer the tea you start calling her mother and you start calling your father-in-law father and ever since that like i call my mother-in-law hmm. mom mother well actually i call her mother but i call my mom just mom it's, yeah. it's still you know slight difference but still from that that day on. In the Chinese, what's the difference between mother and mom? You mean like a uh, ma? ma? Well, you know, ma, I would call my mother-in-law mama. So there are two ma's. Uh, but my own mom, I just say mom mm, or ma. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's a lot more casual. So I think that's uh, pretty significant. And um, I don't, do you, what, what do you call your I call wife's ma. mom? They told me to call them that. Yeah? Okay. Um, you know, you reminding me of Western wedding because like we keep talking about the symbol of this and the symbol of that. You know, there's person that typically takes the mm. bride down takes or traditionally, I should down. say, down oh, the like, aisle. Oh, OK, down the aisle, not take it down. <laughs> so they, they firstly, they step on their right foot. So when they, they walk together, they both begin on their right foot because they want to get everything started off on their right foot. And then oh. just the bride's father delivers mm. her and lets her go. Mm -hmm. And then the groom takes her mm. up to the the person who's mm. going to conduct the wedding. So that is when... Well, in China, that's the, the witness, the witnesses. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Well, the person that actually says the words are not the witnesses. The audience are the witnesses in the West. And so, but what I mean, when the oh. when the father lets go of his hand, that's him mm. passing her to the other family. Right. Oh. And that's oh. when... He's give literally we call it giving her away. Mm -hmm. So he's passes his daughter on to this other man who then takes right. takes her hand. Um, we did that at our own wedding. Like the first part of our wedding mm. was pretty Western. Uh, it wasn't in a church. It was like outdoors. And I walked down so-called an aisle, surrounded by family and friends with my dad. He walked me down right, and then basically quote unquote gave me to my husband to be. Yeah. And then we had a couple who um were our witnesses. So they will read out the mm, things, mm, you know, mm. the, basically little, little procedure where we each said our vows. Oh, you did. You have yeah. vows. Dude, is that traditional? Uh, I, uh, I'm not too sure if that's... Chinese traditional I think it, but it's just the way it's kind of done now yeah yeah I, I guess you don't have to read your entire vows but can you give me like one or two examples of the kinds of things you have in your vows see I don't remember in China anything I said <laughs> <laughs> I just do, blank you just blanked yeah <laughs> I do remember um something my husband said but he has not really uh. fulfilled <laughs> Uh-oh, okay. Uh, new so, topic, new topic. It's okay. I remember him saying that he will consider every small thing that I ask him to be, you know, major things, big things. Uh. And he'll pay attention to that. 
Uh, that has not happened. So <laughs> maybe that's why I remember it. You know, I can still find the, the paper version of the vow somewhere. It's it's probably uh -oh. buried somewhere along with my very expensive <laughs> wedding dress. See, all the things, all the money we spend, all the attention we pay to the wedding, as I said, they don't help very much with everyday living, but it's fun memory, mm -hmm. right? And it's, a, it's, it's kind of an attitude you have that I consider this to be very, very important. And I think I should be responsible in telling my family and relatives that I have made this commitment um, and my life will be forever different from this mm. point on. So it has a significance. Um, but the vows, yeah, they don't do much. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to I want to confess something to you. And this is it's not much of a story as much as it's an anti story. Anti story. And that when my wife it's an anti story, it's the exact <laughs> opposite of a story because nothing happens. Okay. Um, my wife and I, we decided to get married. We were like, oh, I proposed because I thought a proposal is a big deal. Mm. We, I actually proposed in the emperor's garden next to Gugong. So <gasps> you know how there's a park next to the wow. on the if you're looking at the Forbidden City, there's a park on the left side and there's a park on the right side. Right. Right. We went into the, the park on the right side, which is like the emperor's personal garden. Nice. And I proposed in there. Was and she was like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. She, she can't just be like, did she know or was it a surprise? She knew that we were serious. So uh -huh. that and she knew that I was going to propose very soon. So when mm. I did it, she was just like, yeah, okay, cool. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Now we're now we're engaged. Here you go. And I gave her no my tears. I, no, she's, she's not like that. She, my wife is very not like okay. teary eyed, sentimental type of. <laughs> person anyways i get i gave it to good, her and good. she was like okay and, and it was actually my mom's wedding ring so my mom's <gasps> wedding ring that oh. my father used to propose to my mom and then my mom eventually replaced mm -hmm. it with something much more opulent later so she was like jason you take this it'll be like a family oh. heirloom so i used my mom's mm. diamond and gold and everything mm. we, we had it polished really nice and it was clean and brand nice. new and then mm. i used that to propose and she was like cool let's, now can we go to ho i want to hang out there i was like yeah okay whatever so anyways <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, fun. my wife is not very sentimental for a reason because, you know, I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't I don't need a wedding. And she's like, yeah, I don't need a wedding. <laughs> so we didn't have a wedding. <laughs> And to this day, mm -hmm. her mom and dad are still asking us to have a wedding. <laughs> like, it's something that we were like, whatever, but they didn't get over. They're still not over it. And at least once a year, we get asked, like, oh, please have a wedding. Please have a wedding. We will pay for everything. All you have to do is show up. <laughs> and so sometimes I think about it, but it's been like we've been married for seven years. Oh. Like, I'm thinking it's late in the game for this, folks. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like it's like my mom and her wish that I go to graduate school to get a PhD degree. <laughs> Every it, she hasn't mentioned it for two or three years now because I think she just gave up. Mm. Um, she's mm. she sort of think it's like hopeless. But prior to that, every year, whenever the chance, you know, anything close to that pops up, mm. um, she would say, you know, I'll pay for everything. Mm. <laughs> you just go get a degree in anything you want. You can major <laughs> in philosophy if you want. <laughs> oh, burn, philosophy majors. Burn. <laughs> yeah. 
It's actually very, very interesting. But, you know, hey, um, if ever you change your mind, there's a whole industry supporting it. Um, it could turn out that all you need to do is just show up for the wedding, dressed in a nice uh, suit and all, um, if you guys are up to that. Um, but it's a day of work. Yeah, it could be fun. I, I mean, it may cave. I don't know. Actually, I haven't actually... I haven't, I'm not like set against it or anything. It's just like mm-hmm. we're never in Yantai. And like, I don't know, the setting up the whole thing sounds like a big issue. We did go and register. I mean, we're legally really married. Good. and We've been legally married for a long time. Good, good, good. And we go to... like We, we try to be respectful. We show up for Chinese New Year mm-hmm. at their house. Although, I think it might be at my house this year. That's important. Oh, so <laughs> your house as in, in the no, States? No, no. I mean, our, our, I mean, where we live here in Wuhan, beautiful Wuhan, China, oh. they may... But then your parents-in-law can come over. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. Right now, right. my wife's mom is living here. So we that's why we were just thinking all mm-hmm. we would need is dad and grandma to like have it here. Right. So we might... I'm not sure mm-hmm. what's going to happen. It's really up to my wife. Whatever my wife and her family decide, that's what we're going to do. So we may go mm-hmm. back there. We may come here. It, it doesn't, nice. you know... going to say something interesting um about traditional weddings hmm. um so the wedding the bed setting hmm. do you no. know anything about that so this is like more traditional i don't know if people do it nowadays it's like you know back in the time when people lived in villages it's like a major event right villagers and your neighbors hmm. will hmm. come over um and usually one day before the wedding uh, a commonly known a fortune blessed person will set the bed with a four like auspicious nuts including peanuts, walnuts, lotus nuts, and red dates. And and some, they do rice. Um, So they will, like, just throw it on the bed. On the, on bed? the bed? And on the bed, there's supposed to be, like, new bedding, right? Like, we have this mm-hmm. new red, bright red quilts and blankets and pillows with, like, you know, flowers and mandarin ducks <laughs> patterns on top. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because mandarin ducks, they're, like, they're, they mate for life. You know, it's a symbol of yeah, yeah. romance. So these nuts and rice, um, they are a sign of, what's the word? Like you have a lot of kids. Like you'll have no trouble uh, reproducing. <laughs> <laughs> Just lay a few eggs. Because peanuts. Have, yeah. <laughs> like peanuts. Um, have you ever pulled fresh peanuts out of the ground? No, no. I... It comes out in like bunches. Huh. Yeah. So basically just saying have lots of kids. Huh. And I forgot what the oh red dates in Chinese red dates is hong zao and zao is sounds the same as early. Hmm. So it's like a wish that you guys have kids early and lots of them. Um, so obviously it doesn't really apply to to the modern era. But back in the days, you know, in the villages, they want kids and lots of them, like right away. <laughs> I got, I got to so make sure to keep dates fight. and peanuts away from my bed. Out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I, hey, you remind me of these fun videos I saw the the other day. You know how in the West you're supposed to throw the bride's bouquet of flowers backwards, so whoever, yeah, 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 whichever mm-hmm. bridesmaid uh, that catches it catches should it. be the supposedly will be the next one to get married. Now. I saw this video. Mm, mm, mm. The bride was throwing the flower backwards. And then the next second, all the bridesmaids scattered. <laughs> <laughs> they just ran for their lives. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to touch that. And just a few days ago, 
I saw a similar version of, at a Chinese wedding. Like they just <laughs> ran. <laughs> so nowadays, people I know that they're having second thoughts. You know, weddings and babies. Ah, not so much. People's career, I think, means so much to them now. People really, people don't just work for money now. I think people mm. really work because they want to make a mark on society, and a lot of jobs are built towards people having an impact mm. on other people's lives. And so. You know, well, I'm not against marriage. Obviously, I, I'm really happy that I'm married. I'm happily married. And I, if I wasn't married, I would find my wife again and marry her again Aww, because I so like being sweet. married. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I always had a best friend. Mm -hmm. I always had one. I always had friends, but I always had one me too. best mm -hmm. friend for me. The idea of being married was like, this is a permanent version of that like feeling instead of moving to a new town and needing to make a new best friend. I'll just bring her with me for wow, the rest of my life. That's so romantic. And so like, I'm, I'm very happy. She should hear this. <laughs> but maybe she, she'll be less emotional than I am right now. But still, I think she will think it's really sweet. And speaking of having an impact. I mean, like getting married, that's like the biggest impact you can have on someone's life. And that's both like positive and negative. Mm, it's a mixture mm, of both. Mm, mm. Um, but I think nowadays, young mm. generation, um, it's not just about work. It's about living their own lives, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. just like um, living for your own sake instead of, I, I guess I can sum it up as more individualistic. Mm. Like my parents' generation, you need a really good reason to not get married, mm -hmm. okay? And you better have a really good reason not to have kids. Nowadays, it's like people don't worry as much. They're actually, you know, not only are parents worried, the I mean, even the, the country is worried because... Young people are just not crazy about getting married nowadays, mm -hmm. right? They can live very comfortable lives um, on their own. Mm -hmm. And also with the housing price and all, we talked about it the other day. Yeah, yeah. It seems like to get married, you need like a nice apartment. You need to get a nice car. It's just a lot of work is involved. Mm -hmm. So people are, um, and I'm sure you've been to South Korea. I think South Korea probably has like, you know, the lowest birth rate. I don't know compared to what, but they have like, it's it's a serious social problem. I think I read it somewhere that if things go on like that in South Korea, it will be like the first country to disappear from the planet. Wow. They, they'll just, you know, stop reproducing enough. Um, and China can't get on that path. So now they're, you know, they, they want to offer young people other options. If you can't afford a decent apartment, then we'll make it easy for you to rent and more affordable to rent. We talk about this mm. issue a lot. And I think it's really interesting because I read this a statistic that the U.S. birth rate is the lowest it's been in 50 years or something. I think that, oh. you know, China's concerned and maybe for a good reason, but like also the last few years, mm. the birth rate in most in developed nations has dropped to the lowest it's been in decades, like South Korea, Japan, mm. the United States. It was already declining, but the recent like, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, people are trapped in their homes during the pandemic. They're going to reproduce more. But it, what happened was the exact opposite. Mm. Birth rates declined by a higher percentage for those that period of time than ever before. And divorce rates went up mm. because mm. couples who could have, you know, stayed apart a little bit, gave out each other a little bit space. Now they're, you know, stuck together day after day, month after month, and they get so sick of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like the divorce rate went up in places where they, they were you know, stuck at home for a long time. Mm. And I think that's understandable. We all need our personal space. Yeah.
don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to just ask you because it's I think it's famous in the world that in the West, we love honeymoons. So people get married and then they spend like two weeks or four weeks going to some tropical paradise place where they like, I guess this is the equivalent of Mm. throwing all of the nuts on the bed kind of thing where they're expected to consummate (laughs) the um, new family arrangement. So I was wondering, uh, in China, is this something mm-hmm. that people do? They do they go for like a, yeah. a a vacation together? Yeah, it's um, it's actually a direct translation of honeymoon. Honey mm. is f- meat, right? Meat like sweet honey. Yeah, and moon is translated into well, yue. So it would be a mi yue, and that's why for the longest time I thought that honeymoons last for a month ah. because the last character moon yue means also a month. And then somewhere along the way, I found out that, okay, no, <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> so you just get a little bit of vacation. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's very common. Um, and people usually take the demo to travel somewhere. Yeah, have fun. And then, you know, come back. It's like work and the real life starts, right? right. After well, the honeymoon. Well, yeah. they also have a, the honeymoon period, mm. which is like usually considered to be six months to a year where everyone in the West considers that the couple probably gets along wonderfully. Huh. So that first six months to a year where everything is wonderful before the reality of, <laughs> hey, who is Why this other person that? in my house? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pull the bowl? Did you wash the dishes? Did you take out the garbage? Oh, goodness. <laughs> you went to work, you left the house, but you didn't take the garbage out. The garbage was by the yeah. door. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you are familiar with all that, right? <laughs> yes. Um, Dick, take the garbage out. When it's by the door, it must be taken out. <laughs> and I mean, there are still, I don't know if we have time or not, there are still other like uh, Chinese etiquette, mm. which actually, you know, there is a formal name for that. There, this is like back in the Zhou Dynasty, mm-hmm. started three thousand years ago. Mm. There was the three letters and six etiquette. Mm-hmm. Like there was six wedding etiquette, starting with the matchmaking. Well, we didn't have time for that part because matchmaking used to be, you know, back in the days in traditional Chinese culture, like in, in villages, this was like a profession, right? You have to, mm. and then you provide the date of birth and birth hours. To see if you and your husband or your wife, you like your signs match. Uh-huh. Like it took me years yeah. to find out that my husband. Well, this is like rough. This is not the serious thing. It's more like a a, a joke. So um, I read this is years after we got married. I came across a chart of zodiac signs mm-hmm. and supposedly gives out like which zodiac signs match and which are you know thirty percent good for marriages. Which are like which are like ninety percent suitable for marriages Mm, mm, mm. and it turned out that my husband and i we don't really match (laughs) i i knew by that point i didn't need the zodiac signs to tell me (laughs) oh no no he's like a tiger and i'm like a monkey and so you can imagine like tigers and monkeys they're not but the the question is like, like which animal is supposed to match with a tiger Right? Mm, mm, Does mm. tiger really match with any zodiac signs? Well, I know a, I know a, a child's story about a mouse and where it pulled the, a thorn out of a tiger's paw and then they were friends. Oh, mouse? Oh, okay. That could work. Or like just down straight like sheep or rabbit or something because they're so timid mm. so that they don't challenge the tiger. That, it sounds like the tiger's going to eat the sheep. Well, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, in that, I know. But see, for monkeys, we don't take that, right? 
we don't take threats well. You know, um, and we'll jump to the tree or we'll like scratch you or tickle you, whatever. I think that please make a note of this because we are out of time. I want to do one about Zodiac sometime. Mm. You know, I want to do an episode specifically about that. We could oh, talk sure. about, you know, matchmaking as a part of that. And we can in include for, so we can give our listeners <laughs> a little tease of something we're going to talk about in the future. Sure. And we'll, we'll bring this up soon. All right. So if you're interested in Chinese animal zodiac signs, stay tuned. It might just be our next show. All right. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> thank you, our listeners. Thank you so much, baby. All right. We'll see Bye, you later. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.